There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Kalshi. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Taylor Swift's new album, Will or Won't It Be Album of the Year? What about Biden's approval rating? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $10 bonus to the first 500 people who sign up by going to Kalshi.com slash numbers game spelled K-A-L-S-H-I. There's no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Kalshi.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Welcome to the second hour here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. It's a numbers game. I'm Jonathan Von Tobel filling in for Gil Alexander, who will be back tomorrow. Uh, did want to note, again, you know, want to be part of the show? More than welcome to. And I, 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 I was reminded of something. Uh, first off, Rich checks in and says, Hartman also said his caddy got him to stay in the moment. Uh, did have 29 top 10s. He's a top 50 golfer. But between this and the fan yelling, it does show how hard betting is to get the determining info. So It's tough to pick one out of 156 golfers to win it. It's uh, it's not easy, that's for sure. I think the Ryder Cup conversation becomes very uh, becomes interesting this year. And what is what is the Ryder Where Cup? Just the American team and who who all fits in there. Uh, you know, you got guys like Justin Thomas that are kind of playing their way out of the conversation lately because mm-hmm. he's been so bad, and it's kind of it's kind of uh, impossible to imagine him not on the team. But like Wyndham Clark, I think has secured a spot no problem with what he's done this year. He's had an incredible season. Um, I, you know, Harmon pro- at least puts himself in the conversation, if not on the team. There's just the American team is so stacked with talent. Like it is going to be overwhelming, probably, to what they do to the European team. What is you just get picked, or do you have to qualify? So they have well, it's six qualifying spots, and then I forget how many captains picks. Okay, so Zach Johnson is a captain. Zach Johnson, there has been. I did read something yesterday. I think it's it's probably fair of Zach Johnson being pretty good friends with Brian Harmon. Similar games, oh, similar man. careers. Does he become an automatic captain's pick? Yeah, I think there's a chance that happens. A very uh, a milk toast selection, if you will. Huh? Yeah, yeah. I, 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 it's, it's, I, I, I'm trying not to take away anything from the guy who just won the, the Open Championship. It's Do an it. Incredi- take it's it an incredible accomplishment. He's still not a top 10 American golfer. It's fair. I think that's a fair criticism. I mean, look, what was he to win this? 175 to 1. Okay. Yeah. I think it's a fair thing to say that. Congratulations on the win. You can also, the, both things can be true. Yep. Right? Exactly. Both things can be true. Exactly. Uh, Rich also, I wanted to note this because it, it did remind me. I think it was Rich who tweeted at us the other day, too. Um, Scotty Scheffler did not finish inside the top 10. No, he did not. The machine. That trend comes to an end. That closed at about $1.40. It was one (laughs) of the things I know it's kind of annoying, but I I just couldn't let it go. Like, man, this is wild looking at this. And sure enough, doesn't get there. Scuffled all weekend. You didn't end up betting that no, right? No. Yeah, we did. We did get those yes, those I yes take, no's. I love when when Circa and Westgate post those for top tens and top twenties. It's great because that was that was when I hammered the no on Camp Smith for that top twenty, 
And yeah, I mean, you were getting what did I tell you it was it was like got to like plus one thirty or yeah, plus one forty on him for the no top no. ten. And you were never like you're never really in danger of it. Like he was kind of floating around T twenty, you yeah. know, whatever it was. I think he ended up finishing what twenty fourth. I think he finished outside yeah, of the top twenty. Yeah, if like you can that. finish that for me, you can get looked at. But that it just goes to show as we kind of talked 23rd, about, yep. yeah, twenty third. But it, it now is the whole point when we brought this up. And, yes, by the way, for anybody who, like, before angrily doing it, yes, that's right. As part of my strategy, I then flipped and went, you know what, for our numbers game draft, I'll take Scotty Scheffler to finish in the top 10 <laughs> at minus 140. Uh, <laughs> but, like, overall, it was one of the things that I talked about, which was, like, hey, look, if you're somebody who has been milking this cow for all it's worth for a long time, then it's fine to buy at the top of the market because you've gotten enough out of it. But if you were somebody who was just checking in like me at the, you know what I mean, for an open for an open championship because yep. you like the tournament, and you're seeing that at minus one forty, you're buying at the top of the market when you don't have right the the buildup that you've had like some people like you know some of the long shots crew to kind of buy into that and thus wasn't really worth it. So hopefully nobody got burned on that. I mean his like especially if you if you go even further back the. Like, I think his top 20 number, I don't think that he was being dealt yes, no uh, in town here on the top 20 number. Oh, the 20 top number. 20 must have been. But the top 20, like, I think at DraftKings was like minus 300 That's for him so to finish wild. top 20. Like, That's wild. Yeah, like, that is a nutty number. That's uh, ridiculous. All right, so that was it. Uh, that was uh, that was it. So anyway, yeah, send something in. You want to talk more about hunting? Kelly's all about it. No, I kind of don't. I don't, yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't need this to turn into a political uh, PETA argument. Uh, speaking of hunting... Raiders in the hunt, maybe, for the AFC West. Boom. How about that, huh? Oh, they're definitely the hunters, not the hunted. <laughs> tell you that much. <laughs> yeah. huh? So we get news over the weekend. It's a big It's a big story, of course. We'll tie this into the AFC West as a whole. Uh, but the Jimmy Garoppolo, for those who weren't with us in the first hour, maybe missed it, didn't see over the weekend, did pass his physical, will not start training camp on the pup list. Obviously very massive for multiple reasons. You know, first of which is building some continuity in this offense with Devontae Adams. Like, that's a really big question. It also, Kelly, I mean, non-football-ish, Remember, because everything, you know, look, time is weird. It feels long and short at the same time. Devontae Adams has had a somewhat loud offseason. Remember, he had the comments about maybe not seeing eye-to-eye with the offense and McDaniels and how that was going, uh, expressing some unhappiness when it came to what they were doing on that end. So now, at the very least, he's not getting balls thrown to him from Brian Hoyer or Aiden O'Connell or anybody else, right? It's going to be Jimmy Garoppolo. So maybe that staves off some unhappiness Mm -hmm. when it comes to Devontae Adams. So the question that you're talking about the Raiders, look, what you're doing with the Raiders is attacking them from a win totals perspective. You're not betting them to win the division at 12 to one. I think those division odds should be longer. You're not betting them to win the conference. I think those odds should be longer. Same thing with the championship odds. Like, I just don't really like the makeup of this team. I I think offensively, they can be somewhat good if Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be healthy. I think there are questions about how effective Jimmy Garoppolo, the passer, can be. When you look at some of the uh, numbers behind Garoppolo and what he's done throughout his career, from like a passing grade standpoint by PFF standards, uh, he has been a perfectly average quarterback for the most part. And in fact, if you look at it just from that metric, again, it's just one metric. Um, Derek Carr over the last three seasons before last year has been the better quarterback than Jimmy Garoppolo. So I, I think there is a case to be made here. You're looking around and going, all right, well, we have a quarterback who's been pretty average over the last couple of seasons who has missed some time. And by the way, might not have his leading rusher behind him from last season and Josh Jacobs. We'll see if that's going to have a massive impact. Speaking of Devontae Adams has already made comments about how, Hey, we need Josh Jacobs here. So yeah. we'll see how that, we'll see how that dynamic works out. But it, I think that's how you're attacking the Raiders. I don't, I don't think you're throwing money into the coffers to bet them to win the division or anything like that. You have to decide as a better, how you evaluate them and their schedule and whether or not you're going over or under six and a half wins or alternate win totals at that. Because 
tell you, like you and I talked about it, Kelly. I think they're very much a candidate to go under their win total. And I think they're very much a candidate if things go wrong for them, especially at the quarterback position, to have one of the worst records, if not the worst record in the NFL. Yeah, I think they're a great – you and I have both bet it, but I think they're a great longer shot play in that fewest wins market. Um, yeah, I think this team's going to mightily struggle this year, and especially if Jacobs isn't on the field for whatever reason for week one. This is – things could turn they – could, they could go bad, and they could go bad a whole lot quicker than we even thought. And – I, I mean, you bring up that, you bring up, uh, I mean, you bring up Devontae Adams. I'm not even really worried that worried that much about him, I guess. But it's, okay, Jimmy G, who's, yes, we've got this injury that they didn't know about and now they know about and whatever, he's fine. But is it going to be something that plagues him throughout the year? We don't know. How good is Jimmy G really going to be on a team that doesn't have as many weapons as he's used to playing with uh, in San Francisco? I just don't, I don't have many hopes for this team. And I'm not extremely high on – I'm also not in the camp, JVT, of like the, uh, oh, the Broncos are winning 11 games this year. You know, mm-hmm. I, I feel like most people who are down on the Raiders in this division are more, are more because of that because they're high on the Broncos. I'm not that high on the Broncos either. I just I, – I don't think this Raiders team is going to be that good this year. Yeah, and the, one of the biggest questions for me as I brought this up with the Raiders is just from the standpoint of like where are you going to get – your coverage from like your secondary does not project to be very good. And you did throw a lot of bodies at it. We'll see if there's going to be some improvements, but in today's NFL, you always talk about around the draft, right? Positional value and how certain positions are becoming more important. You know, on offense wide receiver is growing in terms of its positional value. Um, it you know, on defense corner is becoming much more important and it go hand in hand with the importance of wide receiver. And if you're not going to be as a secondary, very good in terms of your coverage that that negates a guy like a Max Crosby, right? If you can't hold up in coverage then Max Crosby is not going to be able to do his job. Yep. And it, by the way, that ties into, I brought this point up with Femi yesterday. It's why I wouldn't bet Max Crosby to win defensive player of the year because Crosby himself could have a good individual season, but I don't know if he's going to get the credit he deserves because his defense is overall yeah. going to be so bad. If the corners aren't giving him enough time to get to the quarterback. Great. Yeah. It, like, so I, I, the Raiders are, as I've used this term a couple of times, like they're just, they're on the razor's edge. And if they're going to fall off in the negative direction, I think it's a pretty far fall if that's going to be the case. And honestly, you also have questions about wins at the margin. What you mean by that is like what Josh McDaniels adds in terms of being a coach and his game management and winning at the margins, because you saw quite a few times last year, right? Wins that were within, yep. within hailing distance, right? They were terrible in those one score games. And a lot of that does have to do with unluck and like, you know, unluckiness and variance. Some of that also has to do with game management and decision-making. And I don't know if that has, is going to be the case. So I think for the Raiders, again, not really high on them coming into this year. I will argue with you. I do have the Broncos to make the playoffs at about plus plus one eighty-five. That is the way I think you should attack the Broncos. Now I will say, I think if everything goes right for them, that's a team that actually could win this division. But that's if everything goes right. Like if Russell Wilson is all of a sudden fixed, if Sean Payton comes in and changes things for them, they got good news in the running back room the other day in terms of health and availability. So I think overall, I think the Broncos have a much higher ceiling if everything goes perfect for them. And I think at the very least, Kelly, Payton's going to do enough to to raise the floor of Russell Wilson. That defense, again, is very, very solid, very good. And I think if Wilson is going to be anywhere near the guy that was, you know, the tail end of his career, like right around those MVP-ish type seasons. If he's a little bit less than that, I still think this team has plenty to at least, at the very least, be a playoff team in the AFC. I, I, I think this team has a high ceiling. I just think they have a low floor because we saw that low floor last year. I think that there's a lot of, uh, I just think there's a lot of assuming with that Russell Wilson's going to bounce back fine from most of most of the people at, out there, and it's one of those. 
Like, I, I'm a huge Russell Wilson guy. I was a huge Russell Wilson guy. I was one of those people that was blindsided by the, by his play last year and how this offense offense played this year uh, last year. So I I don't know. I, I just think that he's got to like he's got to play incredible. And from what we saw a year ago to where I think they need to play to talk about them winning the division, it's at a such a higher level than where he was at. Yeah, that's fair. I think at plus 185, it was worth that price. I thought the probability of them making the playoffs was higher than what that price would tell you. There you go. So I'll never be wrong. Okay. Uh, (laughs) All right. We have a lot left to get to coming up again in 30 minutes. Wes Reynolds is going to be with uh, with us. We'll recap the Open Championship, what he thought about Harmon's performance, how the tournament went with him, and what we do going forward with some of these guys. Scotty Scheffler, a bum, can't make these top tens anymore, man. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Kalshi. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Taylor Swift's new album, Will or Won't It Be Album of the Year? What about Biden's approval rating? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $10 bonus to the first 500 people who sign up by going to Kalshi.com slash numbers game spelled K-A-L-S-H-I. There's no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Kalshi.com. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. A numbers game on VSEN, the sports betting network. We all know about the speed of sound, but have you ever thought about the sounds of speeding? Drive too fast, you could hear the sound of your vehicle crashing because one way or another, speeding catches up with you. Paid for by NHTSA. There's, I'm looking for an ESPN TV. There we go. Ryan Clark's wearing your uh, shirt. That's what I said to you this morning. I, I don't appreciate this. All right, so Dustin <laughs> had a comment about this as well. I think it's a nice shirt. It is a nice shirt. What's the problem with the Ryan non-collar? Ryan Clark's wearing the same thing. I've just never seen I, I haven't seen that many people wear it. People what? make all sorts of comments about like the- What's uh, it called again? The Mandarin collar? I, I'm, I'm going to look it up. I believe that is the case. But yes, I think that is a Mandarin collar. It looks like a, it's like a, I think I, I call it a mock collar because it's like a mock turtleneck. Yes. So officially, I think the term, according to Google, is a Mandarin collar. Okay. Nothing wrong. Hey, with you it. wear it well. So does Ryan Clark. It fits our chests the it same. Just, ha- yeah, exactly. It squeezes totally. them both, squeezes the pecs exactly <laughs> the same way. Uh, no, I'm getting tired of this, man. You, how, how's your, uh, how's your workout going? What's your, uh, who, who, who are you idolizing your workout? My Vince, my your Vince Wilfork body. Yeah, your Vince Wilfork body. Yeah, they call it dirty bulking. You know what I mean? That's what I'm doing, baby. Just clanging, banging, and eating. That's all we're doing. Trying to get that Vince Wilfork bod. Um, what was I going to say? Largest human being I have ever seen in person. Yeah, you met him in oh, person. Oh gosh, yeah, yeah. Oh, the best part was it was he. I had to do an interview with him. I think it was it was at some like high school football camp or something like that. Best part was he rode up, he was rode up to me on a, on a golf cart, and like that thing was tilting. Oh yeah. yeah, like tilt. I'm like that's got to be dragging on the ground. Like it sparks is so tilting. <laughs> right, yeah, sparks flying. Yeah, it's a big. That's a big what, man. Was it um was it Houston Texans hard knocks when he was there? Because there was a hard oh, knocks man. with Vince Wilfork where yeah, he was like so. he was like naked underneath some overalls. 
you know? And he well, was there like, was that, he did that like barbecue commercial yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, he did yeah, that yeah. like coal commercial or whatever. I think it was. Cause it was also the same hard knocks in which JJ Watt made sure he did slow motion workouts at night. And then also sat there and signed autographs for like every child in the in like the vicinity. This is the 2015. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, hard knocks. Yeah, you're absolutely yep. right. It's the first thing that pops up. He was like chasing down kids who didn't even know him, and he was like, "Here, take my autograph." <laughs> <laughs> I play football. Take this. <laughs> Great American hero, JJ Watt. Uh, but no, I wanted to say because I didn't like the comment about my collar. For anybody out there, just to flip on was ESPN. Yeah, flip yeah, on ESPN yeah. to look at look at this is the report. This is the this is the job, all right? Flip on ESPN and then you can X me if you'd like and see what you think about the collar and the shirt. But that the comments about that, Jeff Parles the other day saw my car for the first time <laughs> and he hit me with like, ah, the dad car, huh? And I was like, it's an SUV. That would still be that I'm cracking like, up every time I, I, hear I felt story. insulted by it. <laughs> I was like, it's an SUV, it's fine. Like it's it doesn't scream dad. It's a Honda CRV. Like what's the, the, the follow-up question for everybody out there I had to JVT was, well, did he see the car seat? I don't think he could. But you don't think he did. No. So, yes, he judged it without seeing the but car seat. he slapped seat. it. Yeah, he slapped <laughs> it. <laughs> he gave it a slap. He was like, oh, oh, the I car. love him to death. <laughs> so I'm tired of this. I'm tired of this. Now, I have made promises, so I, I, I do want to say really quickly, again, if you have anything to say, we're, you know, as Gil always does, but want to make part of the show because uh, I've had fun the last couple of weeks and always appreciate anybody paying attention. The Auburnist tweets in and says, here's a topic, the covering machine that is the Las Vegas Aces. Now, you and I were both, we looked at it. They have covered four out of five. So they have been starting to cover some of these big numbers for a while. It had been a stretch where they had not been covering numbers because they were massive numbers, and it's hard to cover those big ones. Uh, for the season, I have them down as 12 and 10 against the number, but four out of the last five, Kelly. So they have been, what do you have to do? What, what is the threshold to be a covering machine? Ooh, good question. I'd say. Uh, it has to do the sport too, right? Like, so for example, in yeah, the NFL. I'd say 65%, but you also got to give it like a time period, right? Like you ain't, you're not going to go 65% most likely the entirety of a season. Right. And it also has to do with the game, the, the sport too, mm -hmm. right? So like in the NFL, like, you know, if you hit around 60% over the course of, like, you're a covering machine. Like, the Lions a couple of years ago, right? Yes. They were covering yep. machines. Um, the Patriots, actually, in Matt Jones' rookie year, they were covering machines. Uh, in basketball, I think it's got to be more than six games to be considered a covering machine. Would that be fair? I, I agree. Yes, I yeah, I agree. Now, the WNBA, because the schedule's smaller, the margin is smaller to be a covering <laughs> That's machine. That's also a good point. You yeah. know what I mean? But <laughs> I thought about these things. I Look, I, I think about these things. These are the points that I want to uh, – I want to feel expand. Yeah, either either in the NBA that number's got to be uh, more, right? It's got to yes. be a longer period of time. Or the WNBA, yes, shorter period. Of time. Um, maybe uh, actually, I was gonna I was gonna throw out an accusation um, that was probably not going to be true, but I do want to see if this accusation is going to be true because I think it was actually um, not a covering machine. The Kansas City Chiefs. Sure. Last year they were nine and eleven against the spread. How about that? Uh, them and the Aces deal with the same problem. Yes, your, your favorites every 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 time you go out there, and you're usually laying a lot of points. A highly rated team that it's gonna it's gonna be hard, and a team that public betters like. So you're gonna drive those numbers up even more. They're gonna be shaded a little bit higher. So we were talking about the AFC West overall, and again, like my approach, I like to do a lot of the times is you just want to see again based on your own projections. Is a team mispriced at all? And if there is, where do you find the value? And I do have to say, Kelly, the more I look at the Los Angeles Chargers, right, and I'll tie this into the Kansas City Chiefs, but the more I look at the Chargers, and if what we're hearing is true, which is Justin Herbert last year and over the last few years, one of the biggest, like, grievances you have with the Chargers, outside of Staley and stuff, we can talk about him. When you have a guy 
who has the physical tools of Justin Herbert, he should not have the third lowest average depth of target on his pass attempts in the National Football League. Shouldn't be the case. His average depth of target for a, a receiver should not be less than seven yards downfield. But that's exactly what Herbert was as a quarterback these last few seasons. Now you have a new offense. You have all of the right words being said by the wide receivers, by the staff that are saying, hey, look, Kellen Moore is going to come in here and he is going to change this offense. It is going to be downfield. It is going to be aggressive. You're going to see that average depth of target go up. I'll call it a dot because it makes me sound a lot smarter. Boom, there you go. Yeah, you know. It's so I hear a lot of podcasts like, oh, you know, the A dot. I'm like, explain it for some people. Yeah, j- j- it's, especially when it's really not a hard one. Ad- right. Average depth of target. Right. It rolls off the tongue. Yeah. You know, come on. So if the A dot's going to be higher and Herbert's going to get more aggressive, sure, that could mean, and I'd be interested to see, I haven't looked at his number, like for a season total on interceptions, might be worth looking at if he's going to get more aggressive. But I think overall, if this offense is going to get more aggressive, if Herbert's going to be more aggressive as a, as a, a passer, I, I have a little bit more faith in the Chargers as a team this year, going over the win total, obviously making it to the playoffs, challenging the Chiefs for this division. We can get into Staley as a whole, but the more I've looked into the Chargers, the more I'm coming around on them if what they're saying is true and this offense is about to become a lot more aggressive. Yeah, I, I mean, I think the biggest problem that – not even the problem I've had with them, but it, it just feels like I've stayed away from betting so many Chargers things in the past few years. Yes almost simply because of health, right? It's always been a team I'm high on, so I'm not really betting against very often, but so few times do I have the opportunity to bet on them in favorable situations, in my in my opinion, yep. simply because, I well, health in general, but if we're going to be more specific about it, one of those two amazing wide receivers is never on the field. Like, what, the two of them together, Mike Williams and Keenan Allen, they're rarely ever on the field together, but... You add to that, you know, in the draft, add to your depth at wide receiver. Um, And if those two can remain healthy, you know, you got Austin Eckler in the backfield. Like, this could be one of the best offenses in football. And and I'm still a believer in Justin Herbert. I know a lot of people are. I'm still a believer in him. I think this could be, I think this could be a great team this year. The only, the only thing that's holding me back from bets on this team, JVT, is I, I just think we've hit the point with, whether you want to say it's Herbert, the Chargers, the coaching, I need to see it first. Like I need to see it before I'm going. I'm going all in on a team like this. I, I can totally understand that, and, and I think too one of the things that would give you some pause as well, right? Like so, Staley has like I think two big complaints. It is the game management stuff, yep. which I think got so overblown to the point where he forgot who he was last year and actually didn't go for it as yeah, much when totally. he should have. All that Absolutely. kind of stuff, right? Can yep. fl- flip way too far the other direction. The other is. This run, this run defense has been abysmal. And, like, there's a thought of, like, hey, you know, in his scheme at times, there's the phrase has been thrown out there, invite the run. You know, you, you want to invite the run because then, of course, then at the very least, you kind of know what's happening and you defend it in that regard. So maybe that waters down the numbers a little bit. But they've been outright poor, like bottom 20s in a lot of different run defense metrics. And if you look at their – again, this year, Kelly, if you look at some of the numbers – for their interior defenders, like the defensive, the defensive tackle position is going to be a nightmare for them again. Mm. If you, if you, um, their highest graded run defender from last year along the defensive line was Joey Bosa, so that's a problem when yeah. your best run defender by a mile is your defensive end, who's a who's an awesome pass rusher. And if you just sort for interior defenders, their highest graded guy on the roster this year from a rush defense standpoint had a 63.2 PFF grade. The rest are 57 or lower. Like this defensive tackle group, I think is going to be kind of a nightmare. 
And if those same issues start to pop up and teams are just running it down your throat and you're going to, you're going to face a lot of good run offenses here, you know, right, in you're your run, entire you're running clock and you're keeping yep. Herbert on the sidelines. Yep. By the way, don't forget too, you can have explosive runs. They were bottom twenties in terms of explosive runs allowed as well. That's going to be a problem for the chargers. But I think overall, I think a new look offense, Herbert, I think they are good enough to overcome that. But if that starts to become a reality again, it's going to be another year of the Chargers, you know, floating around nine, 10 wins around 500 and fighting for a playoff spot. I think they have the potential to be a one seed. I will say that. Like, I think offensively, they're good enough to potentially be a one seed in this conference and win this division. The problem is just the downside is that defense again rears her suckly head. Staley again loses his identity as a play caller and a game manager and doesn't really know what to do. But I skew to the positive side. No, me too. Me too. It just won't get any betting action out of me before the season. Might get me. I haven't made it. I'm not done yet. Might get me. <laughs> All right, we'll come back. We have more to get to. We'll get to the Mac. We'll also get to baseball. It's a big series starting and, of course, coming up in 20. Wes Reynolds is going to be with us. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. We have a lot of stuff up on the website. Make sure you check it out, including the Picks at a Glance page. You can easily sort through picks, follow show hosts and guests. You can check out the top VSIN experts leaderboard. It's all part of everything we have to offer. Introductory offer $19. VSIN.com slash subscribe. Or, as we're telling people, Kelly, you got seven days. Seven days. Uh oh. And then the last chance expires. Tick, tick, tick. Let's go. 175. Everything we do through the Super Bowl. Again, I stress everything. Every sport. What does that include, John? Well, of course. Hey, NBA season starts in October. Bam. NBA stuff. That includes Boom, our NBA bang. betting guide. My, I'm telling you this right now. I know Bill 80 listens. We have proof of this yesterday. Mm-hmm. So hopefully Bill's got me here. I'm going to. You ready for this? The NBA Cup betting guide. Oh, how, how's out. that for an idea, huh? How about another one? The FIBA betting guide. That, I don't think that's going to turn into a betting guy. I think it's going to be an article. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be. It's definitely going to be an article. Uh, All right, you're going to get a solid three paragraphs from JVT on the FIBA World Cup. Um, that's insulting. <laughs> You've clearly never written my work. We do hardcore stuff. Now, it is not Adam Burke's write-ups on Major League Baseball. Adam yeah, Burke yeah. does a tremendous job, but everything we do through the Super Bowl. So make sure you check that out. Uh, 13 paragraphs, is that more accurate? Thank you. I was, I was, yeah, I was, I was giving you a little. In, crap. in the Come writing on. business, Kelly, I know you're not a graphs, writer, bro. Okay, it, words, graphs, you know, word count, all that kind of stuff. That's what we do here. All right, <laughs> that's what we do. So let's let's get that right, please. All right, I'm. Uh, that's right. Went to school for it. I made it uh, seven months in the newspaper business, and I quit. You know, it is incredible. This, is, I guess, this is a part of being an adult. Um, seventh grade, man, my world collapsed when I was told I had to write a thousand words. I was like, wow, <laughs> what the hell? How in the world yeah. am I supposed to talk about this for a thousand words? It is uh, it is mind blowing of how how much easy it is to, oh. how much easier it is to read and write things you are interested and in instead of like right. assigned. And then there's times where I'm like, God, I'm at three thousand words. I got to cut some of this down. Like this is this is getting a little ridiculous <laughs> at this point, right? Now. Nobody's gonna read all of this. So it's you know it's changed. Now shout out to my my uh, this is a this is a deep cut for me. Shout out to my buddy in middle school. His name was Josh. What who, up, Josh? Um, we're just not friends. It was like a middle Thanks school friend. Thanks for listening. Uh, it was a middle school friend. I don't know if he still <laughs> listens. But it was a great moment in middle school history where we had to write, you know, the book report, the patented book report. You had oh, to go yeah. up there and yep. write a book report and, you know, present it to the class. Josh did not do it. But you know what Josh did do was make up a story and stood at the front of that class and gave a full book report on a story that he made up, and he got an A. That's a... I mean, that's a failing of teaching. <laughs> I feel like at what point does the teacher and I sit back and go, yeah, this doesn't sound familiar at all. I'm trying really to decide how, would I, how I would approach this. 
I want to applaud the kids so much for the creativity in the the boring, mundane practice of the middle school book report, like you're talking about, that's done the same way in every school across the country for the past 50 years. Yep. I want to applaud him for for taking an, a, a different approach. But yeah, I don't know if I'd give an A if I was the teacher. I'd be like, hey, A minus. Well, she didn't know creativity, but she didn't know it was a fake book. Oh, that's just, that just that's what I'm saying. No, that's it's a failure of the teacher, right? She didn't know it was a fake book. She thought it was a real book. It was like that's a great report. Hey, uh, yeah, but not not now when you know when you get older. Like I think of it from the teacher perspective. I'm like, I ain't gonna read all those books. Yeah. Like, what you you pick a book? I'm not reading all 15 though. You get to pick from. By the way, I mean I've outsmarted quite a few teachers in my past. You guys got to step this oh, thing yeah. up. Yeah. Spanish class where we had to recite the entire Spanish alphabet and I had no idea. We had to stand up at the front of the class to do it, but the teacher did not realize she had the entire Spanish alphabet on top of oh, the wall. Yeah, so many. And so it's just like, yeah. oh, cool. All right, dope. Like I'm just gonna recite this and like no problem whatsoever. <laughs> so come on. You gotta think smarter, not harder. It's what we do here. Yeah. Cleaning up a couple of things from the AFC West very quickly. First of which is uh this I this just crossed my X timeline. I did not realize that this has been a growing storyline uh, over the weekend over the last couple of days. X going to give it to you. Um, that Hunter Renfro is at, in in real jeopardy of potentially being shipped off and or not making this roster for the Las Vegas Raiders. So that's something to keep an eye on. Uh, Renfro and his future with the Las Vegas Raiders uh, very much in doubt. Also about the AFC West, you and I were talking about this. So you have Exactus, exact order of finish. Oh, yeah. DraftKings got everything up. But this was one I brought up to you during the break because it's one of the – one of the divisions I'd actually feel confident enough to maybe make a bet in, depending on the odds, AFC West being Chiefs, Chargers, Broncos, Raiders. Uh, but those odds are only plus 450, so no, I'm, I'm good. Okay, so give me give me first Chargers, Chiefs, Broncos, Raiders. Chargers, Chiefs, Broncos, Raiders. Oh, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I realized when I said that to you, I'm like, there's probably a lot of different outcomes in this. Oh, list. there's a so, ton. Okay. okay, Chargers, Chiefs, Broncos, Raiders plus eight fifty. Okay, now give me Charger. Actually, okay, so plus eight fifty on that one here. Let me write this down. All right, so plus eight fifty. Give me um, Chargers, Broncos, Chiefs, Raiders. No, give me uh, give me Chiefs, Broncos, Chargers, Raiders. Chiefs, Broncos. Chargers, Raiders, Chiefs, Broncos, Chargers. That's plus 650. Okay, plus 650. And then the last one, give me Chargers, Broncos, Raiders, Chiefs. No, Chargers, Broncos, Chiefs, Raiders. Chargers, Broncos. That's totally one I just add up. Yeah. Uh, 25 to 1. Okay, all right. So that'd be, the one. that'd be the one. The other one I looked up for you because it sounds like you would be more of a Chiefs to win the to win the yes, AFC no. West. Uh, yes, no, yep. and betting the no on that. Correct. So if you wanted to get Real frisky. You could go, how about top two in any order in the Ooh. division? Broncos Chargers at nine to one. I mean, that means the Chiefs have to fall to three. Yeah, I was going to say they have to fall to three, right? <laughs> yeah. So I might as well, no, but see, in that case, then I might as well just bet 25 to one, right? On the, that's an exact outcome. Exactly. But outcome. It's, it, it was Chargers, Broncos, Chiefs, and Raiders. Yeah. You just have to be that confident. Char- Chargers are going to finish out of the Broncos. I am. <laughs> I'm always confident, Kelly. My projections are like, this, this, I, and that. I like the exact order. I'll be like plus four fifty. You're not. I, I, you're not getting good enough bang for your buck on that. Well, it's I the am. NFL. So I am starting. Like so. Like this is going to be an interesting. So we're, we're, we're. I think I'm heading down an interesting path. So I told you one of the things I was working on for NBA content 
uh, was for the first time, uh, you know, reading books and trying on my own to build out like one of these models, right? You know, and do all this sort of stuff, right? So I can say my projections, you know, like in, with confident and authoritative, my Excel spreadsheet says this. So I have started to work on one for like the uh, the NFL. So you can see this is just like a whole bunch of data entry and whatnot that I have started to do and everything like that. So I can confidently say by my early projections, Kelly, that the Chargers are undervalued. Boom, there you go. Now, my early projections are actually just a bunch of data entry at this point right now, but still, trust me, we're going to come out with this. It's going to be fire. Chargers, Chiefs, 1-2, that exact order is plus 390. Chargers, Chiefs, exactly that order? Yeah, 1-2. And I would assume any order of finish, that's your odds-on favorite. Wait, say again? So, like, there's there's... There's I'm that, in a different market now. I'm uh, in exact you know, well, one two. I was gonna say exact one two. I was gonna say because I know DraftKings has the um, like these two any to- like any order of finish top two. I would assume that. Yeah, that's what I had up before. Yeah, any order that would be the Chargers as the odds on favorite. Chargers Chiefs. Let me clarify. Uh, all right, with that done with the AFC West, let's move on really quickly. Uh, we were talking about like group of fives. I will say that I didn't get a lot on um, on the MAC because I'm very interested in the conference. But looking over everything, I feel like more I'm looking at teams that are not near the top of this thing in that, like, for example, right, it does seem that by any bit of information, Toledo is the team to beat. They rightfully should. You see it in the odds and a little bit of a difference there. Toledo plus 170, Ohio at plus 280, and then there's a gap after that, right? Buffalo at 650, Eastern Michigan 8-1, to Miami, Ohio 850, and then another gap uh, with Northern Illinois at 16-1. to and this is why I didn't want to spend a ton of time here, Kelly, because one, you know, looking at some of like what this conference could be, I think Toledo obviously is very much in the driver's seat. You have 16 starters back uh, coming into this year. Uh, Daquan Finn, of course, uh, 2,800 total yards, uh, 32 total touchdowns. He's one of the best players in the MAC. He gets uh, his receivers back as well in Newton and Maddox. So, like, this is going to be a Rockets team that is super deep on offense, that is going to be the best team in the MAC. And so, what you're trying to do, I think, is look around and go, okay, my much like we were talking about earlier with the Sun Belt is, all right, in the other division, what are we looking at? What can we do? What are we going to try to attack? And, like, you go back to a team like Ohio. Ohio, I think, it has, again, they're the second choice here, win total of 7.5. But the real question is, your be- your, arguably your best player, Curtis Rourke, tore his ACL late in 2022. And if he's going to be ready, and if he even is going to be ready, what level of play are you going to get from him? Rourke was awesome. PFF passing grade-wise, he was absolutely brilliant last year. Traditional numbers, 3,200 yards, 25 touchdowns, 249 on the ground. They bring back a 1,000-yard rusher from last season. They have a really deep uh, wide receiver core. The defense, I don't think, is going to be that great. But overall, I kept looking around this conference and really wanted to kind of hitch my wagon, if you will, to Ohio. But when the biggest question mark is, all right, quarterback coming off of a serious injury, what's he going to look like? And the rest of the conference looks somewhat weak. It brings me back to essentially where we begin, which is this is going to be Toledo's conference to lose. Even if Ohio makes it to that title game, which is a very like a very strong possibility, Toledo, I think, has everything in front of them here that it would be somewhat shocking if they were not to go in there and win the MAC at this point, just given where everything you see. And I think the odds kind of reflect that, right? When your third choice is plus 650, you kind of see what the gap is for the team at the top and the rest of the squads in this conference overall. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I think that you get, you're going to kind of mini hedge in the market, right, with, the, with an injured quarterback returning from Ohio that you get the plus 280, but then it's a big drop down after that. Yep. All right. With that, when we come back, let's talk to Wes Reynolds, huh? Let's recap the uh, the Open Championship. 
the long shots crew, of course, all over it. So we'll see how West feels. And I was being sarcastic earlier, but I will talk to Wes about the Scotty Scheffler market because I will be interested to see if that's there's that bounce back, right? Of he was minus 140 coming into this tournament. Will that now snap back to reality? Uh, I was going to make another reference and rhyme, and ah, I can't do that. It'd be too corny. We'll come back. Wes Reynolds joins us next. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Kalshi. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Taylor Swift's new album, Will or Won't It Be Album of the Year? What about Biden's approval rating? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $10 bonus to the first 500 people who sign up by going to Kalshi.com slash numbers game spelled K-A-L-S-H-I. There's no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Kalshi.com. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like bonus bets and bet insurance tokens. If you're planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining shows and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resorts properties located on the Vegas Strip and nationwide. Eligibility restrictions apply. BetMGM and GameSense reminds you to play responsibly. Visit BetMGM.com for terms. Got to be 21. New and existing customer offer. Promotion subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as domitrol. Bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem. 1-800-GAMBLER is the number. I can feel I have the hiccups coming on. Bam. Oh, just, do you? Oh, I hate the hiccups. Oh. My, my hiccups are like super like... <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, it's like, I hate it. I absolutely hate it. Have you it. ever had them on a show before? I've never. You know, the Me, thing is, I've never I'm, yeah. I'm going to jinx myself. Yeah, but, are. like, in my years of broadcasting, I've actually never had them while I'm on the air. Me either. So I'm I'm very curious if that's ever going to hit. I feel like constantly talking helps from not having them, but well, and not thinking about it. I mean, yeah, so but, so me continuing this conversation is a bad thing, but you know it might be, make for a really entertaining last five minutes of the show. Um, really quickly uh, before we get to Wes, <laughs> uh, Brian, you win the prize for yeah. completing the rhyme uh, that I was referencing at the end uh, before we went to commercial break. Snap back to reality. What is? Oh, there goes gravity. So there you go. Also, ding, 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 ding. Uh, you don't win the prize because Kim is being very mean and tweeting at me saying, Honda baby SUV, Mandarin shirt, what's next? Birthday party at Chuck E. Cheese. I'll have you know <laughs> that my son's birthday is at the end of August, and I hate to admit this, but it might be a Chuck E. Cheese. Hey, Chuck E. Cheese is a great place. Th- that is, we're going to bring in Wes on this because Wes is, a, is great in terms of pop culture, but... That is one of the things that commercial advertising has warped my child's mind. He thinks it's like the funnest place on the planet because he sees all these ridiculous commercials. I can't stand it. Wes Reynolds is with us. Wes, how you doing, buddy? What's going on? How was the weekend? Oh, John. How are you? Uh, you know what? I'm good, man. It's it's early morning, kind of getting a little loopy. Uh, it's the end of a it's the end of a, a long road here on a numbers game. We've been here for two weeks, so it's uh, glad to fill in for Gil. All right, let me ask you this: um, Have you ever, Wes? been spurned to action have you ever been pushed forward motivated by somebody who told you you don't have the stones to do this Wes Reynolds much like Brian Harmon was over the weekend 
You, you know, I got to say that I probably have in, in the past, John, because look, uh, you know, sometimes we get chips on our shoulder when when we're doubted and people think that we can't do things. So, you know, good good on Brian Harmon because it did you look it didn't make for certainly a profitable open for me and it might not have made for the best watch, but you got to admire the guy's resilience. Every time he would make a mistake in both rounds on the weekend, by the way, he was like two over through four holes. Yep. And then somehow some way would respond. I think he made like six bogeys and then made birdie four times after making those bogeys on the previous hole. So the guy had a lot of resilience and he had some of the best guys in the world chasing after him and nobody could get him. Now, would you agree? My, my thought has been, I kept making a big deal. I was telling Kelly West, like that Eagle to close out his second round, I thought made all the difference in the world. You know what I mean? Like giving him a really big gap on the field at that point, forcing guys to get aggressive to try to catch him. I thought at the end of round two, you don't really win tournaments at that point, but like he really spiked his win probability getting that Eagle on 18 when he ended round two. Yeah, no doubt about it, John. And the fact that even after round two, he was like plus 140 or plus 150 because he had only been in this position in a major one time before. If you remember back in 2017 at Aaron Hills for the U.S. Open, he was the 54-hole leader. Brooks Kepka ended up winning that by four uh, in 2017. But he's not a guy that really has been in this position before at a major. But he's not necessarily – I think it's probably unfair to characterize him as a journeyman PGA Tour player. He's a very good PGA Tour player. He's won a couple times, but – you know, had started to show really good form and he's always good enough, like to stay out there mm -hmm. on the PGA tour. He contends in like maybe two, three, four events a year. And uh, now an open the champion golfer of the year and uh, going to be on that Ryder cup team. So like his whole world has changed now winning this event. Yeah. He's going to drink uh, animal blood from the Claret jug. As we know, um, Rex Hoggard, that's a reference. It seems like what? Uh, that's hey, go back to the first hour. I'm sure hour. Wes caught all of the uh, press conference <laughs> hunting conversation. Yeah, um, and he does deserve it. This one, Rex Hoggard, this is uh, this is fantastic in terms of the numbers, in terms of deserving it with your play. Brian Harmon uh, at the Open, strokes gained putting 11.57, had no three putts and one sand save, same as Tiger when he won at Hoy Lake. Okay, I thought it was going to be Nailed like it. I thought it was going to be like Hoy Lake. You know what I mean? In 2006. So, uh, no, it was great. And I, I referenced the eagle. That was a putt. Obviously, a very good putt for him. It was a long eagle putt, too, that he sunk at the end of round two. All right, let's talk about a couple of other things from coming out of this tournament, West. First of which is, so one of the things that I kept harping on last week when we talked about it was, I was I was amazed that Scotty Scheffler was as high as minus 140 uh, to, fin to finish in the top 10. Now, we know what happened. He finished T23, falls outside of the top 20 entirely, kind of struggles throughout. But uh, my whole thing was like, hey, man, like if you've been on this run, great. But if you're buying at the top of the market with nothing really built up on riding it, you're up against it here and you lost it. Does the market kind of snap back now on Scotty Scheffler top tens after he failed to find his way into the top 10 this last weekend? Like, are we going to see these minus 120 prices continuing for Scheffler? Or is this going to kind of get back to reality a bit? I think we're still going to, John, because he's still the number one player in the world. He's still going into this, I think, had like seven straight finishes of a top five or better. Uh, his lowest event before this weekend was a 12th at the Genesis Invitational. So people may look at that and the market may look at it like, okay, it was nasty weather. It's a different style of golf. Like there are plenty of excuses, right? 
you know, the fact that, you know, he ends up T23. But, yeah, he had, uh, you know, this is a remarkable run, by the way, that's kind of like an underreported story in golf, how great he's been T to green every single week, just week in and week out. It seems like he never can kill the guy. He's always, you know, right in a tournament except for this weekend. But we're coming up on, on the, the FedEx Cup events. Uh, of course, we have the 3M in Minneapolis and then the Wyndham, and then you get to the FedEx Cup events. So, look, he's going to be right there in the mix. I think you're going to see even money, minus 110 for top 10. So if there's any kind of adjustment, it's probably going to be modest at best. All right. Now, as we kind of look at some of the other performances from over the week, do you really take anything from, like, an open championship when you, like, when weather's a factor, when it's links golf? Like, there's no, like, big picture stuff you're taking from any negative performances right because it's kind of a unique tournament yeah yeah I, I don't think you want to necessarily overreact here obviously we now go through another major where rory mcelroy does not take a trophy away even though he played very well t to green uh did, didn't really make a lot of putts i don't think this was like the u.s open though where it's like man he's gonna look back at that and say i should have won because brian Harmon had such a distance and such a gap between he and everybody else. But, you know, a lot of the top players, uh, John Rahm, Rory McIlroy, who are uh, two, three in the world, respectively, in the rankings, played very well, uh, certainly, you know, getting in that top five and that top ten. But, yeah, this is it's unique because we had the weather come in and it was a factor and it's a different style of course. So I think if you've got like a miscut here, it's not time to push the panic button necessarily on anybody, maybe for Justin Thomas, though. Because another major second straight in a row where he shoots double digits over par. And now that there's some doubt that he's going to make that Ryder Cup team uh, later this September in Rome. And there's a reason why he was a late entry to the 3M Open in the Twin Cities this week. Because he's out of the Ryder Cup points right now to make the FedEx Cup playoffs. And he needs to show Zach Johnson something in terms of making that Ryder Cup team because now one of those spots are spoken for that you didn't expect to be going this week because Brian Harmon certainly is going to be on that team. Kelly, you vehemently disagree with that, right? No, no, no. I was wondering he's gonna I thought he'd be on the outside looking in. The worst he should not be part of the Ryder Cup. I think that's exactly (laughs) what you said. No, JT's definitely not gonna be on the I don't I don't no, I don't even want to say that. JT might he's probably not gonna be on the team at this point. Would you agree, Wes? I would think he'd be on the outside looking in at this point. Now, if he rediscovers his game, maybe he's going to get the benefit of the doubt because he certainly has the experience. But if you look at it, he's not one of your best 12 right now, and and he is far from it. And there's a couple other guys. Tony Finau, I think, is is definitely – on the bubble because you've had guys that have risen to the occasion. Ricky Fowler, you got to think is going to be on the team. Keegan Bradley, your guy, Kelly, certainly has a very good chance to uh, be on this team. But yeah, with all these new guys, because you can't leave major champions off this team. You're not going to leave Wyndham Clark off this team, nor Brian Harmon, and they're probably going to qualify on points anyway. Wes Reynolds. All right, Wes, uh, what's coming up? You guys got long shots later today? Oh, uh, we got long shots later today. I actually got a couple. I got a couple testy questions about this Open Championship for Wes. Testy yeah. quests, testy, huh? Yes. Testy questies. Might all be right, some interesting conversations. Wes, I look forward to these testy questions. Good to talk to you, man. Good to talk to you guys. Thanks for having me. Wes Reynolds won up on Twitter.
I feel like a moron saying testy questions. So. Yeah, yeah, me too. You kind of took it after yeah. I said it, so whatever. So what is it? Like, you angry <laughs> at him or something? No, 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 no. I think there's. I think there are some interesting in-depth in golf conversations to have out of this open. Ah, like, does ones that are above my pay grade. No, no, just well, no. I'll, I'll, one real basic one: Does Brian Harmon winning this open mean that Tiger can still win a win a major championship? I think it does. I don't have time to answer that, but I have a very eloquent thought on it. So, you know, <laughs> you just have to wait. All right. It's been fun. Thanks a lot. Really appreciate it. Gil's back tomorrow on a numbers game. We'll see you. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Calshi. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Taylor Swift's new album, Will or Won't It Be Album of the Year? What about Biden's approval rating? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $10 bonus to the first 500 people who sign up by going to Calshi.com slash numbers game spelled K-A-L-S-H-I. There's no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Calshi.com. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.